Yes, good morning and welcome to the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. I'm Ian Cover, so good morning footy fans. And now in the absence of Jeff Richardson, who's been managed this morning, I think he may have in fact gone to Tokyo. We'll find out at some stage. I say good morning to my colleagues, Torch McGee. Yes, good morning, Cove, and good morning to everyone out there. Simon Whelan. Good morning, everyone. Billy Baxter. Hello, boss. We've got double uh, geog after recess. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, Andy Belez. Good, good morning, Covey. And also, down the line, half an hour behind us, Greg Champion. Hello, champs. Champy. Good morning, everyone, but I'm uh, not talking here because I'm half an hour behind. <laughs> right. We'll pick you up shortly. That's good. Good morning to you all. Uh, look, there's been fair... Look, we don't want to sort of talk about what goes on behind the scenes on air, but, gee, it's been tough out in the tea room this morning. Oh, I had to make the coffee. Yeah, but on top of... It was of a the... lovely cup, too. Yeah, yeah thanks, Bill. And the... quite a rich ho, but a lovely mm. cup. But oh. then there was robust discussion about who would actually move into the centre Yeah, well, the you, you, you hopped in there very quickly, Ian, and... Uh, the starting well, four. I was promised the role if by Jeff many years ago. Yep. If, if he were ever to step out, I was next in line. Andy should be in the chair, Ian. We've got to get some games into the kids. <laughs> no, no, no. He's an outside player. You gotta, he's got to earn his spot in the I'm holding inside. my shape out here in the booth. <laughs> anyway. Andy, Andy, when you went round to Jeff's to discuss the succession plan, yes. was that known as the Spensley Agreement? <laughs> it was. It was. But it was a verbal agreement. Nothing was oh, put no. on paper. Oh, no. You should have got him to write it on I the back know. of a tram ticket. I should have. Oh. oh, gee. Well, anyway, there you go. Anyway. Uh, it's a funny old world. Because uh, last oh. night uh, I turned the telly on to watch um, Port Adelaide playing Collingwood. I think it was Collingwood, wasn't Ooh. it? And yeah. they weren't on. No. It's As an idiot, well, you could go over to seven mate. mate. Seven mate. mate. <laughs> Six plus one pal. Anyway, uh <laughs> Gee, and even as an idiot supporter, I was trying to devise some system by which I could barrack for one of the teams. You know, perhaps Collingwood win, Port might become vulnerable to dropping out of the eight, and the Saints could get in. But oh, then when you look at it, you know, they're already three games clear. Oh. Collingwood. So I just couldn't I was think of any for reason. Collingwood. Yeah. Because if Port loses, the Swans are a chance to get oh, the top four. Yeah, well, that's the sort of thing. I think yeah. the only way you can barrack for one of the teams, Simon, is to quote one of the tweets to our our social media question last week, something, something, prison bars, jumper. Yeah. Well, now this is a question. Where was the, the during the week? The, the outrage. The, yeah. con- the controversy. Why didn't they say, look, we're having, because originally it was going to be played in Adelaide, was it not? Yeah, it was a home game for Port Adelaide. Well, wouldn't they, they should have said, right, we're prepared to give up a home game and go to Melbourne. Yeah. Provided we can wear yeah, the prison bars. That's the way to go. Hey, that would have been good. It was, it was quite funny seeing the Adelaide-based advertising on the uh, boundary line mm-hmm. at the Dockland Stadium. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, look, honestly, last night was it the most boring night's television of all time. You had the Collingwood-Adelaide game. And then, look, I know I'm going to get cancelled for this. This will be the end of my media career. <laughs> I understand that. And I'm going into it with my eyes open. Mm. Opening ceremonies, not a Japanese one. I'm not making a specific complaint You're about them. Generally, generally, opening ceremonies, they are a crashing bore. Well, 
You've you left us. Oh, it depends who does them, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, Get rid of it. Well, I heard, I heard. They can do the marching in. I like the marching in. That's nice. Well, the rest of it, that is, get rid of it. Going back to old values, because at Melbourne in 56, that's all that happened. That's all that happened. That's, that's all you need. That's, that's right. all Surely you there want. was a light show at the Melbourne oh. at the MCG torch. <laughs> no, not in those days. Well, it taken... was so bad, I ended up watching the rugby league. That's how bad oh, yeah. it was. Oh, Storm, it wasn't again. it good? Yeah, Storm were good. They're, and they're, and, and they're, they're, they're hubbed up at Noosa. At, though for the first 15 minutes, I was barring for the wrong side because <laughs> the Cowboys were in this dark blue, <laughs> and I thought they were the Storm. But anyway, I got the hang. Uh, the, I saw the bloke with the funny haircut, and I realised I was barring for the wrong team. The, 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 uh, the, the AOC president, Yeah, uh, he... Coatsy. Yeah, during the week. Yeah, yeah. He said that an opening ceremony... It cost 75 million. 75 to 100 million. Oh. That can't be right. What? I mean, how much, how much are treadmills these days? Gonna, that's a very expensive <laughs> exercise bike. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, and all they, well, do, they just carry a flag. The uniforms are supplied. Well, Boss, mate, you were there in uh, Sydney. Well, yeah. What did that cost, that opening ceremony? Oh, it wouldn't have cost that sort of money. No, no. Who, who does get the money? Well, no, the performers, no. I would oh, no, they, no, they do it for They're the last people yeah. who are going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> isn't isn't is there an impresario involved? Is, you know, well, I don't know. That's a very good point. So very good seventy-five point. to one hundred, unbelievable. So what did they get for their money last night? That you gave it away? How about? Look, I gave it away very early. Went and watched the Collingwood uh, Port Adelaide's. Mm. Well, I had been watching them earlier. Thought, gee, look, there's just nothing to interest a person who doesn't barrack for either Collingwood or Port Adelaide here. And so went over to the uh, <laughs> went over to the the nonsense. And the other thing they did, they broke tradition. Mm. Over there at uh, Tokyo, mm. for the first time in the history of the Olympics, they didn't come in in alphabetical no, order. No, they did not. Uh, oh. They threw all the names in the air. But, ah, is that right? Well, Greece still got Greece the num- always goes first. Barrier yeah. one, yeah. they yeah. draw the inside, <laughs> yeah. and, and away they went. And then, then suddenly they went into the. Mm. Was it the so U's? you end up with something like Venezuela coming? Yeah, the last. U's yeah, and the yeah, V's yeah, got yeah. to the top of the list. Then, yeah. then Australia was coming in. Bruce saw them and said, well, they're coming, you know, here they, they'll be here in a moment. And wasn't it nice to hear Bruce's voice again? It was. Yeah. And then I loved, Bruce actually observed as they entered the, the stadium, mm. I think he, he opened with a question, funnily enough, and said, oh, don't they look strong? Now, who? The Australian oh, yeah, team. Yeah. What did you think of the outfit? I was like, okay. Mm. No, the question, he's obviously not been on the TV long enough because mm. the question should have been, oh, they look strong, don't, don't they? <laughs> And, but, and it was only about 60-odd of them out of the 250 that appeared anyway. So did he used to do that when a team ran onto the ground in the footy and go, here come the pies, oh, they look strong, don't they? <laughs> They're just walking. Yeah. And they look strong. Yes. And then who would So did you watch all the teams then? No, I gave it away after oh, Australia. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, there was a couple of other colourful outfits. The Italians always do it well. Well, I, I had a look at the Italians in the in the – Still photographs, didn't mm. watch the actual thing. Uh, also not sold on their uniform, I have to say. Yeah, but see, that's it. But that's, they can get away with it. Yeah. Well, the colourful ones are the Caribbean teams, are always colourful. Mm. And the African nations. And, and the Pacific Islanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah they always look good, uh, don't they? Uh, now, look, uh, given that I'm I in reckon, the... I um, reckon... Given that I'm in the... Um, chair. Chair. Seat. In the uh, driver's seat. I'm going to break from the usual format here. So, listeners, hope it doesn't put you off too much that things aren't in their normal place. We're going to go to an early... Talk back, Curl. Oh. Andy's just indicated that there is a caller that wants to talk to you 
Torch. Right. So go ahead, please. You're talking to Torch. Hello. Oh, hey, Torch. Oh, who's this? It's Nige here, Torch. Nige. Nige. Where? Well, you're in North Fitzroy, are you, Nige? I'm actually somewhere in the Western District this morning, Torch. Oh, really? Um, I don't know. It kind of all looks the same to me. It's just green trees. <laughs> there's not many people. No trams. Um, so quiet. It's a little bit unnerving. Really? Um, I wasn't supposed to be here, but uh, I got an urgent Snapchat from Gil yesterday afternoon yeah. um, that I had to get to his rural compound ASAP. Really? Uh, because John Coates called him and he insisted that we watch the opening <laughs> ceremony. Oh, right. He said we have to watch it. Yeah. Right. Um, very strong recommendation that we watched it and understood it because we need to understand the opening ceremony and where all the money goes. And so <laughs> did you get some understandings? Yes, we got some understandings. Uh, but honestly, you know, I mean, yeah, entertaining. Uh, when it comes to activation, uh, anything we do on an average blockbuster, you know, I'm talking Battle of the Bridge, Country Game, not the big ones. Um, it puts what we saw last night into a cocked hat. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, so... you know, entertainment, yes, very light on the uh, activation. I mean, I know they didn't have crowds, but still, they could activate a little did you, bit. Did you have some suggestions about how you could improve the activation, Nigel? Well, I mean, you know, part of John's uh, message to Gil was, uh, you know, a little bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 2032 Brisbane, the Nigel and Gill show. I can't say any more. Okay. Watch this space, George. We'll keep that under our Good. hat. Thank yes. you, Nigel. Good to hear from you. So yes. they couldn't obviously bust him to let you know that they'd been watching. You know what opening? I'd like to see? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> At the Olympics, the Australian team um, marching in just in green spicer tracksuits. Yeah, back to traditional values. With the, the, the cuffing so tight that it rides <laughs> up on the waist. And, and a little map of Australia on the yeah. top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps teamed with a Dunlop volley uh, <laughs> shoe, Billy. That'd be perfect. You realise yes. Derek Clayton, when he set the world record in the for the marathon mm. yeah. back in the late 60s? Yeah. He wasn't wearing Dunlop volleys. Correct. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Can he we, had, had he been doing some tiling on the roof <laughs> and he needed the extra grip? Hey, Billy, can we bring back the slouch hat to go with yeah, the spices? Nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a stylized slouch hat. Ooh, not yeah. like the Galaz had in 1968 <laughs> when Harry took them to Ireland. Well, what about a stylized light horse uh, slouch hat, you know, with the big feathers? Ooh, oh, yeah. And Nigel could really horse. work on those feathers. I mean, they'd have colors. to be very sustainable. They'd mm. have to be from, you know, um, oh, yeah. you know feathers that Well, they wouldn't found. be real feathers. They wouldn't be real feathers. What oh. about a Terry Towling slouch hat? <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. Hey? Uh, oh, one of those foam, huge slouch oh, hats. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't like it? Like the ones you wear to the cricket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you get at the Royal Melbourne mm, Show. Sure. Maybe one made out of a corn chip that you can just break <laughs> off and, you know, eat bits. <laughs> Uh, they're being very silly, but that's part of the program for the Could Have Been Champions on the ABC Radio. Um, Charlie has sent me a message Hello, to Charlie. say that, in fact, they hadn't thrown all the names up in the air and, and broken from tradition. No. He, he's suggesting that the, the, the teams were entering using the Japanese alphabet oh. for the order. Oh. And uh, any, anybody here familiar with the Japanese alphabet? No. Mm. Can't say that I am. Not much. We'll look no. that up later. Uh, we've had Niger's appraisal of the... Um, uh, Olympic opening ceremony, which he's watched with Gill, reportedly. Uh, but I thought we might get a, a, a official Olympics correspondent on and weave a bit of footy in at the same time because joining us now is a man whose son 
is rowing for Australia this afternoon. Wow. Friend of the program, Peter Crackers Keenan. Good morning, Crackers. Uh, Coach, how are you? I'm a little bit nervous. A bit like going back to 77. <laughs> you sound a bit tired. Have you been up all night watching the Olympics? I watched most of them. Well, yeah, I did. I had a look at it, and then I was watching Nate, Mason Cox go around. Uh, yes. Mason. Be, uh, Mason. Well, yeah, he, came on as the, he came on as the medical sub when Pendlebury went off. Oh, they should have. They should have left him there, but anyway. <laughs> it wasn't exactly like for like, was it? Hey, no. Now, Crackers, Crackers yes. which, which son is this that's going? This is Simon, isn't it? Simon, yes. He's, uh, he's been rowing for a long time. <laughs> Barry Burke and Berwick have phoned me up today and uh, because he said, I wouldn't have believed that kid who went to the christening would grow up to be as big as he is, but he's about six foot nine on the old Gee. and uh, weighs 100 k's. And he's been rowing for a long time. Yeah. And um, Peter Anthony found him when he was about 14. Well, he was, not hard to find if he's six foot nine. Oh, well, he wasn't then. And then <laughs> he said, look, you better come and join us. A bloke called Peter McSweeney had him. And then he went through his day. He went to Yale and did his hip before Rio. They had an operation. And then he uh, he was in rehab and, and uh, working in Melbourne. And, and uh, the Australian coach phoned him up and he said, it was Thursday, he said, be on the water at uh, 7 o'clock. Seven o'clock Monday morning. He said, "But I got a job." He said, "Didn't you hear me?" Mm. Seven o'clock. So he's been at Canberra ever since. That's got a bit of barass about it, you know. Didn't you hear me? <laughs> he has got a bit of barass about him. Tell you this bloke. So, did Simon not then make it to Rio? Uh, no, he had a hip because of the op. Okay. Yep, and uh, got got it done, and oh, he's in a lot of pain. And then, but he's come back pretty well. He's uh, got a good ergo. He's got the best ergo in Australia. So. Mm. He's a big bugger. Just <laughs> like his old man. <laughs> he's a bit quieter. He's not as aggressive as me, I don't think. Peter, is Simon the one who was uh, rowing for, was it Eaton? Uh, he, no, he he went to Yale. Yale, ah, right. Mm. But didn't you go to watch one of them rowing once on, on the, the Henley on Thames? Was Sam, wasn't it? No, that was uh, Simon. He's won there twice. Right. He, he yeah. won the, the uh, ten. Tim's Challenge Cup, uh, they went over the Upper Yarra Rowing Club, that one, and then they went over in the, in the junior men's. Uh, actually, one of the blokes was rowing at 16, Tim Masters. Mm. He, uh, he went over with Simon, and uh, and then the reserve is Ben Coombs. He was the other one, and uh, Henry Meek, mm. he did his back, but they, they won over in uh, Henley. They, they, don't, they don't usually win at Henley, but those four did. Yeah. Crackers, what's, what's the event you're going to be watching this afternoon that Simon's uh, rowing? The in? eight. The eight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a heat? Yes, uh, who do up up against the, the the Americans, the Romanians, and the Germans? And what have they got to do to go through? Well, they, if they win, they go straight to the A final on Friday. Mm. If they come second or third or fourth, they go to the repercharge on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Right. Uh huh. Right. And, and, and so, what sort of form are they going in with, Crackers? Uh, put it this way, Coz. Uh, about six weeks ago, you could get a hundred and. Six, 179 to 1, the, the ladies pe- four, the men's four, and the eight. Mm. I sort of had a little bit of an interest in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, they're pretty confident. Good. They've got very good cocks. Uh, got a couple of new boats in the boat. Mm. Uh, but they haven't been able to race anybody. What they did, they, they used to race at Mugambi and that, and they'd send their under-23 Australian eight off in 10 seconds in front and then try to hunt them down. Uh-huh. So that's the racing they're doing. But, oh, they work their guts out. But 
they don't get any money, mm. but uh, you know they just love doing it. Oh, yeah. well, if if you have a win on your little flutter, you might be able to give them a slinger, at least crackers. Well, <laughs> actually. Uh, It'll be a pretty good sling. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that they don't know what the form is because they haven't been able to race yeah. each other. And uh, it's a bit like the old schoolboy rowing. You never knew what you no, never knew who was good until you got to the day. Yeah. Well, well, the, the, they've been racing in Europe, and the Brits and um, the Brits and uh, Germany have been racing against each other, and so have the Dutch. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the Americans haven't been over the race, and the New Zealanders had to go over there and race. Mm. To qualify, mm. so they've gone over and raced. So, uh, but the Australians, uh, they already qualified, mm. so there wasn't a problem there. Okay, mm. and and the other son was Sam. He was the footballer, wasn't he? Yeah, he played. He played everywhere: West Adelaide, Coburg, North Ballarat. Uh, they ended up playing in a premiership for Tungamar. They went through undefeated. Oh, back to where it's, you it's came from. Bears. Oh, yeah. Well, I came from Wilby. We never allowed to talk about Tungamar. But Wilby you played in the Tungamar League, though, didn't you? I certainly did. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I polled well in the medal when I was a kid. <laughs> did you? I bashed a couple there, too, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and crackers, crackers, will you be switching between the Olympics and Caulfield this afternoon? Uh, yes, I did. A couple early, I like. Oh, uh, right. I like King Magnus again. I think it's uh, it's thrown in with in the weights and uh, at fifty one, and I don't mind promotions of James uh, James Cummings. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, it's trained to Flemington, and I I know people down there. <laughs> <laughs> Torchy's written all that down. <laughs> hey, crackers! Uh, get, uh, one o'clock this afternoon, Simon goes round in the first heat for Australia yep. in the rowing, the eights. And yep. no doubt there'll be a TV crew at your house to film you, like they filmed the Barty family watching Wimbledon. So we'll, we'll uh, let, I, let, let's I hope they win. I don't think there'll be a film crew here, Toby. <laughs> I tell you what, Toby, I'd be getting very excited if I were you. About the pussycats? Yes, but mm. just remember, old legs in September. Mm. Mm. Thank you for that. Right. <laughs> Good on you, Crackers. Good, Good luck, luck this afternoon. Yeah. Well, thanks, boys. Good on you, Crackers. Crackers keen Sun Simon going around at 1 o'clock this afternoon and a couple of tricks for you as well, Torchy. Hope you paid mm. attention. Coming up on the show very shortly, Greg Champion, who we said hello to a few minutes ago, will join us to uh, entertain us with some of his songs. And then we'll also be going down to King Island to catch up with the footy down there. We're talking to a Baldock. In fact, Dwayne Baldock. A D Baldock. D Baldock. There was mystery in that. Yeah. Sorry. D Baldock. And then we'll have the quiz. And in the second hour of the program, I'll step aside and let one of you blokes run it then. Uh, And we'll be. Having an I was there, I won't tell you any more at this stage about an I was there from 40 years ago, uh, and I was there. Champs will do some more songs. We'll find out what we learned today. We'll have Sam the Sub along, and we better have a social media question. Quickly. Yes. Well, what about what should uh, Gill and Nige plan for for the uh, opening of the Olympics in 2032? Oh, 2032, you're going 2032, out to. 2032, yeah. Looking for a highlight? Something uh, involving the AFL, perhaps. Right, I have Slouch nothing. hats. Are you oh, happy? Well. Are you happy with that, Andy? Because you, you and you got you got to read them out. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah, Gil. They, we just heard from Nudge, nudge. that he and Gil are on the short list. <laughs> right. John Coates that... has given the wink, wink, and the nudge, nudge. Okay. Well, he gives directions <laughs> in a very direct way. <laughs> yeah. John right. Coates. So you have to do your social media question. I wonder if that's uh, the perfect opportunity to contrive. A premiership for the Brisbane Bears. Oh well, in nineteen, I mean, twenty thirty-two. So it's the the question is, 
What did Gil you do on your holidays? <laughs> <laughs> Gil and Nige are on the shortlist to run the 2032 Olympics opening ceremony. What's your suggestion for mm. what they should put into I it? I know, to improve activation. Yes. Activation, right. My suggestion would be ditch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you returned and I haven't. They can march in and that's it. So there you go. That's the social media question. Andy's onto it. So uh, far away, and we'll hear your responses uh, after the news. Are we taking a break at this stage? Yes, indeed. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll go to get some songs after this. Yeah. Sammy J. Dan's in Barwon Heads. Sammy, hi. Look, I'm just driving to work. Yeah. GIF is pronounced GIF. What? As GIF? in giraffe. It's a yes. GIF. Well, actually, the gentleman who created them won an auspicious award and his acceptance speech was simply, it's pronounced GIF. Oh, this is... I've got to revisit everything I even thought I knew, Jan. You drive safely. Thanks, Sammy. Thank you, Gan. Breakfast with Sammy J. Weekdays from 5.30 on ABC Radio Melbourne. The Could Have Been Champions. It's your Saturday morning. Are we back? <laughs> Come on, you're the host. We're back, sorry. I thought you'd taken over. <laughs> no. Welcome back to the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. Right around... Um, Welcome to Organised Chaos. Yeah. And uh, Champs is standing by... Good on you, champs. And uh, would we be fair to suggest there might even be some Olympicality about your songs, Champy, or not yet? Well, are we going to get Yana, are we? You yep. told me he was there, Andy. So, uh, champs are standing by to do his mm. his uh, songs. Yeah, stand by. And the was, uh, mm. when I was trying to think of the what the idiot supporter was thinking. Uh, whilst I was watching the Port Adelaide-Collingwood game and trying to think from a St Kilda perspective what we wanted to happen, and I just couldn't think of any scenario that was the slightest help at all. But I did think back to the Port Adelaide-St Kilda game, Mm. and I realised, I mean, both sides missed some pretty easy set shots, Mm. something which has been a feature of the uh, game this year. For several years now. For several years now. Particularly for the Saints this year. But as the idiot supporter... (laughs) When the other side misses a set shot from 30 metres out straight in front, do you remember it after about 30 seconds? No. no. It's completely gone. No. It never happened. Mm. Whereas when your side misses, it's inscribed in stone. Never mm. do you forget it. And in the car on the way home, if we were able to go and were able to be in a car on the way home or talking after a match when it's on the TV... You can re- you can list them all off. Well, oh, and what about Marshall's one? And well, what no, about- I think I was going back to the Swans St Kilda game at the SCG was the boy Higgins who missed about oh, three in the last quarter, yeah. but they forgot the Swans missed about six early yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah but yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a funny old world where you can uh, dribble them fifty meters from the boundary, uh, not even seeing daylight, yeah. but you can't kick <laughs> yeah. one thirty straight out. Well, front. Charlie Dixon, mm. Dicko, kicks them on the boundary. Yeah, set shot thirty meters out. Straight through the points. And I had a conversation with a Geelong fan during the week too who also channeled a bit of inner football idiot mm. or idiocy, seeing with, the, I think, Melbourne the Dogs playing this weekend, Andy. Yes. They are. And, and, and here's one, one of your classic bits of football idiocy, yeah. given that Geelong are vying with them to try and get the yeah. top one or two spots. Oh, let's hope they knock the suitcase oh, out of yeah, each other. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> and yes, yes. Yeah. And yeah. It never happens. It never, never happens. happens. A chance is there. Yep. Hello, Champy. Champy. Over to Good you. Got, have you. Like we were saying, have you got any Olympic theme songs or do you think they might be next week when people get into the swing of it? Yes, the answer is no, uh, Covey, although a listener did raise the memory of the song Caffeine. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 
from 1986, was it? Uh, 92. No, I think it was Seoul. What was that, 88? 88. Yeah, yeah 88. 88, was it? Yeah, Thank yeah. you. And it was, of course, our friend Steve Marshall who came up with the idea. Yes. And the, uh, the uh, participant was Alex Watson, if I recall. Mm. I was Pente- oh, well, I was yes, I saw him in action in 92 in Barcelona. Okay. He'd recovered right. from the episode in 88. He'll be and in trouble recall- now because apparently the price of coffee is going to go through the roof. <laughs> it uh, was Alex the Pente. Mm. Mm. And what did he do? He, he, he tested positive for caffeine, apparently. I think, yeah, he, he, had, yep. he had several cups of coffee before he competed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, right. Before so, the Led to the memorable song, uh, you know, if you're going to Seoul, yeah. was it? Yeah, going to Seoul, competing for gold. Gold, caffeine. Mm. So uh, thanks to the listener who reminded us of that one this week. Now, want to go to songs? Yep, where you go. Right. Uh, last week on air, uh, there was a tune to Old Man Emu, John Williamson's Old Man Emu, and of course... Um, Richo seized upon the immortal Australian line, hard to tell from a wedge-tailed eagle, um, and of course uh, Richo I think was uh, proposing that that become a sort of, it's a national slogan, it's a rally cry, it's a war cry. So listeners seized on it, Doug Long, Richard Evans, and here's what happened. Um, for we are young and free. Um, ba-da-litsa, da-da-da, our land is good by sea, or is it home? Um, ba-da-litsa, da-da-da, of beauty rich and rare. Um, ba-da-litsa, da-da-da, advance Australia fair. In joyful strains then let us, um, ba-da-litsa, da-da-da. How would that go on the grand final it, I day? I think it's got something going for it, champs. <laughs> and we just can't work out what it is. <laughs> so, that's one. We move to another. And I'm doing this off a screen today. Here we go. A listener, again, uh, tossed up a Dusty song. A number of listeners over the journey have uh, uh, linked Dusty Martin to My Old Man's a Dustman. Ah, that's good. Mm. Now, if it gets up to 30 or 40 suggestions where we tend to let it go, a la only 19, mm. COVID-19. However, this one's just got a few, and uh, uh, we did it a little while back, and here it is again. To tribute Dusty, after all, we've lost him to the game, and, 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 the, and the game is the worst for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the... Listeners have been saying you need a dusty song And several tossed up this tune So join and sing along The listeners reckon that we must have a dusty tune And this one is the obvious one you can join into Oh, dusty, dusty, dusty His fend-off is so strong Look just how many times can you say dusty in a song His name, oh yes, it's dusty He's dusty all day long And that is now Eight times that I've said Dusty in this song Oh, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty They love his don't argue They love his many, many tats His tough man attitude His name, oh yes, is Dusty Gets three votes every time But mostly he is loved When tigers do not finish ninth Yeah, mostly he is loved Tigers do not finish ninth Rudy, Doody, Doo Oi! 
Oh, very yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. And we wish Dustin uh, all the best in his recovery yeah, from a very dri- serious injury. I was driving past um, Punt Road the other day. It was a big queue. I thought, geez, they've got a vaccination centre there. Mm. And it turned out there were people lining up to donate a kidney to <laughs> <laughs> We have a, uh, a tweet, and yeah. going back to our interview with uh, our good friend Crackers, um, from another friend of the show, Bernie Conlon. Hello, Bernie. A couple of games for the Swans. Yes. Uh, He is in our... His story's featured in our latest book. This is coming out very soon. Half a chicken and chips. 50 footy yarns. He's one of the 50 yarns. He is. But Bernie said, great to hear crackers on the show. Mm. You know, he tried to stop a game once by telling the umpire there was a Little League player still on the ground. Then he pointed to me. (laughs) (laughs) Funny man, crackers. Uh, Well done. And we also have have an email from... Uh, a listener, Brian Thompson, who was the supervising designer of the Sydney 2000 closing ceremony, so he knows yeah. what he's talking about. How, he, much, how much of the 75 mil did Brian, Brian get? <laughs> well, Brian was disappointed that all the teams didn't team their masks to their outfits oh, <laughs> yeah, last night. Of course, mm. they should have. Yeah, of, course of course, they should have, they should have had a visual. Maybe in the closing ceremony, Brian. Yes. Mm. Good. Thank you, Brian. Back to you, champs. Andy, uh, in the opening panel, it was raised that. Uh, in, in the early days of Andy's career, he went around a Richo's place and got an assurance that he'd be running the show eventually. Mm. Uh, Andy, when you went around a Richo's place, did you take a paper bag? Uh, no. Well, full of full of minty well, wrappers. There you go. <laughs> well, there's your answer. There's your answer, right there. That's where you went wrong, son. Mm. Uh, so, uh, still on Dusty, and John O came up with the idea oh, a couple of years ago. Look at me. Has there been a more tattooed player than me? I'm inked from ear to ear. I inspire fear. I am dusty. That's who I am. When I score, have you heard that mighty tiger army roar? Oh, they love their black and gold, that fighting fury song. I am dusty, dusty all day long. See me waving my finger in the air. I can poke out my tongue really good. Have you noticed my super cool hairstyle? Don't you love my tattoos? Rudy do Have you seen me give my famous don't argue Can you even tell my right foot from my left Or which one is best I am dusty That's who I am That's who I am What a lovely old tune. Yeah, mm. play Dusty for me, will you, mm. Chance? That's good. Play, That's dusty, good. play dusty for me. That's good. Uh, to, to conclude this segment mm. of the program, then, mm. um, I watched Jamara Hagen in his second game last week. Yes, and all those people that perhaps passed comment on him after his first game, are they prepared now to yes. revisit their initial thoughts? And apologise? Uh, yes. Somebody did tweet, uh, Kobe, uh, uh, Jamara, first week, this kid's not ready. Jamara, second week, it's another Buddy Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's, so, he's very nice player. 
And a, lovely kick, a lovely kick of the football. He doesn't worry about having a shot for oh. goal. No. Oh, and he's a lefty. Another mm. lefty. Mm. Love the lefties. Like Buddy. Mm. Mm. Like uh, Jordan Dawson. Mm. Mm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, ho, 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 you might say, <laughs> watching Jamara. <laughs> so I watched and so uh, uh, wanted a song about Jamara. Mm. Uh, hey, Billy, you listening? Yeah, I am. <laughs> After I sing this, I've uh, I put together two... Uh, very unlikely tunes uh, to go together. Mm-hmm. You tell me after. All right. Jamara, Hagen get used to saying that name. Jamara, Hagen is gonna play a lot of games. His second game last weekend. And did he light the flame? Yeah, tomorrow Hugo Hagen He's bound for glory and fame Jamara 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 Hugo From Warren Bull by Oakley and he also went to Scotch. 197 centimeters. This kid is something to watch. The next body, it's been said, and not hard to see why. Tomorrow, Hugo Hagen, fly, young fella, fly. Tomorrow you go Hagen. I go, Billy. Well, I think that was a mashup with Smoke on the Water, and they called the wind Mariah. That's right, man. Got them and, both. Uh, by the time I got to the end of the second verse, I couldn't resist the smoke on the wall. I thought we were going to go back to Mariah, but we didn't. Yeah. No. I said right, Simon. <laughs> but I took it where, uh, you know, the wind asked me to go. Well, you're nothing if not fluid and agile. Billy and I used to get excited when we went to see a band. Mm. And they would uh, do a whole set, and then they'd do the intro to Smoke on the Water, and we go, oh, yeah, here it comes. You know, it was a big hit at the time or something. And then they'd get to the end of the first couple of bars, and they'd go, okay, we're going to take a short break. There was their little break for yeah. a riff, you know. Oh, that, that's uh, our own band's uh, um, uh, Chaser, we call it. Chaser, Carlos. yeah, you used to do it too, yeah. Uh, I'm doing it now for you. Mm. We changed the chords. It goes like this. where the smooth tones will be back <laughs> after, the, after the boys take oh, their medication. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, you got the jazz back. chords there, yeah, champs. Beautiful stuff. That's we it, think, uh, Simon. That's right, mate. It's the Adelaide influence. Mm. Uh, champs, <laughs> champs will be back with a second yep. set of songs and a bit of mailbag, no doubt. And um, in a moment, we're going to take a trip down into Bass yep. Strait. But before we do... Uh, now's a good time to hit the lines, as Richo would say, for the quiz coming up. one three hundred triple two seven seven four. 444 Simon, would you like to do that number? Uh, it's one three hundred triple two seven seven four. 774 Thank you very much. And Andy, would you like to do the number as well? It's one three zero zero two 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 seven seven four. Thank you very much. The quiz coming up shortly. But right now, 
as mentioned at the top of the program, we're off to King Island and we always cast an eye down there during the footy season because it's a lovely little league with just the three teams in it. Yep. Uh, Curry, Grassy and North. And uh, joining us this morning from King Island, look, here's a name that's synonymous with Tasmanian football. It's Dwayne Baldy Baldock. Good morning, Baldy. Good morning, mate. How are you? And welcome to the Coulda Beans. I'm not sure, mate. You're on. We're talking to you. Yeah, you're on the radio. All right, mate. Good on you. Now, Baldy, you play for North. North not playing this weekend? No, North not playing this weekend, mate. We've got the week off. So, and does that happen every third week? You get a week off. Yeah, every third week we get a week off, which is good, especially if you're injured. Right. And so, what do you do? Do you go and watch Curry and Grassy play? Yeah, sometimes we'll go down and watch. Or yeah, or might even top up for them if they're a bit short or something like that. One hand washes the other, and both hands wash the face. <laughs> Baldy. Yep. Hey, what do you do on the island? Do you in dairy or do you harvest seaweed? Dairy. Yep. How's it going there? Oh, yeah, slow with this COVID and everything lately, but no, it'll start picking up again soon. And you're getting a decent price for the milk? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> you just get out of bed at 3.30 and <laughs> go do the milking? Yeah. No, 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 I work at the dairy. I get out of bed at 6 and, oh, and, that's go, better. and go and help make the cheese. Very ah, good. Very good. And Baldy, uh, are you bald? Uh, sort of. On yeah. the way. <laughs> On the way, very quickly though, but on the way. Yeah. And what sort of year are you having, Baldy? Yeah, not a bad year. Kicked a few? Yeah, I've kicked a few through the year. Yeah, we see last week in North Beach, Curry, 99257. You got five of the nine, and we understand that the, the crowd was right behind you, Baldy. The chant was going up. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, yep. What were they saying? Oh, Baldy, Baldy, Baldy. <laughs> Not very imaginative down there, are they? And no. So the obvious question is, are you related to the great Daryl Doc Baldock? Not 100% sure. Probably down through the, the family tree yet, probably. I'm not sure, but yeah. Mm. And, Baldy, are you from King Island uh, or where were you, where were you from originally? Uh, northwest coast of Tasmania. And how long have you been on King Island? 15 years. So how long have you got to go before they accept you as a local? <laughs> uh, I, think it, I think someone told me once it was 20 years or something, so I haven't got too far to I go. I have got five years more. Mm. Yeah. Well, a, good, a good part of uh, getting acceptance, obviously, is playing footy. So have you played the footy the whole time you've been on King Island? Uh, yeah, I've had a couple of years off in between. But no, I, I, my first year I played with Curry, and then, um, and then ended up going to North and playing. So oh, yeah. what went wrong at Curry? Why'd you leave Curry? They made me train. <laughs> oh yeah, well oh, that's, that's a bit unkind. Whiz. That's a bit much. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really a training person. Like um, yeah. But North I'm more on, like up on Saturdays and play. Right. So North doesn't make you train. Oh, they they asked me to. <laughs> and you say, oh, and I'm too busy with the cows, mate. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Hey, uh, Baldy, if you grew up in Tassie, I'll take a punt here that you barrack for the Saints. Yep. Um, would you uh, consider that uh, a move to have a Tasmanian team would be a good thing for the competition? Oh, it would be good, yes. But who would you follow then? Still the Saints or would you have to go for Tassie? No, I would always follow the Saints. 
Mm. Mm. And and uh, has Nick Rewalt visited the island? Yes, he has, mate. And that that was about yeah. The boys the boys even commented that on, on the North team that I turned up for training early. Yes. <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as he went, I left. <laughs> How long ago was that, uh, Baldy? Uh, about a year, year probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. And what's yeah. his connection to the island? I don't know. He came over here to play golf, I think, or something like that. I didn't really get a chance to have a chat to him, but, yeah, yeah. I got to meet him. Yeah, right. that's a big industry there, isn't it? Um, well, not currently, but um, boutique golfing tours of mm-hmm. King Island? Yep. To, uh, yeah, it took off in a big way here. Ocean Dunes and uh, Cape, Cape Wickham. Wickham. Yeah, yeah the, the two courses there. Yeah. And um, I was going to say about... About now, did you get a chance to talk to Nick Rewalt when he was there and perhaps pass on some tips to him from about goal kicking? No, no, no. I didn't get a chance to chat to him. Mm-hmm. No, I got a photo with him and that. Me and my young bloke got a photo with him. Mm-hmm. And so, as we mentioned, you kicked five out of nine last week. You normally play at full forward? Normally, yep. Normally play around the forward line. And what's the, your biggest haul in any one game? 12 or 13, I think, was in one game against Curry. Gee, there would have been a lot of chanting of Baldy, Baldy, Baldy <laughs> yeah. that day as they went through. Do you play with your young bloke to your Baldy? No, my young bloke plays juniors and I play the seniors. But, right. no, we had, our, we had our first year together last year. Uh-huh. The year before I met, we had our first year together. So that was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many rounds left in the season, Baldy? Four, I think. Okay. And what's it looking like? Who's going to end up in the grand final? Uh, I reckon Grassy will end up in the grand final, and then it'd be it'd be a game between North and Curry to see who plays them. Okay, in fact, Curry are taking on Grassy today, and our correspondent Yarn, you'd know Yarn down there. Is he president of the league still? Oh, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure, mate. Okay, well, Yarn sends us a report every week, and he said next week Curry take on Grassy, and if Grassy can win uh, this, they'll have secured their spot in the grand final already. So yep. then, so the other spot will be out of you and Curry. Yep. And do you actually play finals, or there's just when we get to the end of the home and away, the top two sides just play off? Oh, uh, you play you, you play a semi final. So the, the the team that doesn't make it into the grand final. Yeah, two and three is it? Yep, yep, yep. So then two and three play off in the semi final, and then yeah, and then the winner of that goes through to play the the team that's in the grand final. Right, the, the grand final's currently scheduled for August the 14th. That's only three weeks away, is yeah, it? That'd be right. Three and a half. Yeah. So you haven't had any interruptions to the season because of COVID? No, we did last year, though. We didn't have a season last year. At all? Yeah. No. So how have you managed to get around it this year? There's no cases on the island. Uh, well, touch wood, mate. Yeah. But there's not, but no, it's been good. All right. Well, with Grassy, as I say, if they win, they can secure their spot in the grand final. Grassy have won 15 premierships, Curry 42, and North 48. Mm. So yep. here's a chance for Grassy to try and bridge the gap. Yeah, well, I, I hope that doesn't happen. Mm. Uh, how have you? How's North gone against Grassy this year? Uh, reasonably good. We've bet them once, so, yeah, let's hope we can get into the grand final and um, continue that win. It's a it's an odd competition when you've only got three teams in it. You'd have to say, on the one hand, I suppose it's always exciting because you, you're never out of it. In fact, you're certain to make the finals. Hmm. But uh, And you could make the grand final after two wins in the home and away 
<laughs> yeah. home and away season. That, well, I suppose you could make the grand final after no wins in the home and so, away season. And at and and uh, King Island, you'd genuinely come home with a wet sail. You would. <laughs> <laughs> to the, make the grand final. So well, does it does it ever get a bit, uh, dare I say, monotonous with only three teams in the t- in the competition, Baldy? No, you tend to get used to it. Like when when you first ever hear about it, you you, you don't understand how it works, mm. and then you start playing, and then you then you do understand it what it's like. Mm. And it does work. It does work, and we make it work because everyone sort of gets in and makes it work. Mm. Okay. And as you mentioned earlier in in that, you know, if a team's struggling for numbers, there's players will come from another team to make up the numbers and all, so that, you know, it's it's just everyone's in it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it really is a, a good organisation here. Yeah, and there's a great culture surrounding the league. The fact that it's been going for so long on, on an island with a small population is yeah, fantastic. what would be the population of King Island? Wouldn't be more than... About 1,400, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, three footy teams. Yeah. And if you make the grand final, Baldy, will you go to training? Yep, yep, yep. I'll make an appearance then. <laughs> and is there a mad Monday? Well, there's a mad week usually. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 buy any cheese pack that week. Uh, Baldy, have a nice day off, and good luck for the rest of the season with North. And uh, we'll keep an eye on how the finals progress into August. No worries, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, and you know, look, good luck at training if you get there. Baldy Baldock there on King Island. I keep saying, I've got to get down there. You know, mm. just, Especially with the golf. You'd they like take it. the clubs, yeah. And they yeah. have about half a dozen race meetings a year yeah. down there as well. They oh. bring the horses in and all that. It'd be fantastic, oh. Torchy. We should oh. go down. I think we should pencil ourselves in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's quiz time. And we're going to go straight to the quiz, Andy. Yeah, let's go straight to it. And uh, now, let's see who the first contestant is. It's Kane in Avenal. Good morning, Kane. G'day. Uh, were you on a few weeks back? Oh, I tried to get on, but yeah, I've um, been on a few times. My dad from Avenal, he uh, tries to get on as well. Yeah. Okay. Is that Nick from Avenal? Is Nick your dad? It, it is Nick from Avenal this year. Right, uh, here's, is that Nick there as well? Yes. All right, it's a family affair today. Here we go, Kane. First question. Uh, got a bit of an Olympic theme this morning. Can you name an Australian Olympic gold medalist in shooting whose surname is a feature of football. Did you say shooting? Yes. Would you like um, Would you like some clues? Yeah, you can give me some clues. Uh, is it Russell Kick, Russell Handball, or Russell Mark? Russell Mark. Yes, it is Russell Mark. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> Once upon a time, Michael Diamond could have come into That's that. Right. Wasn't yes. there a diamond in the centre diamond? That's yes. a very good point, Andy. Thank you. And not, that'll save me getting emails about it because you've cleared it up already. Um, now, I did channel my inner Billy Baxter to, to compile that question. Uh, who does Russell Marrick, Mark Barrick Ford, is he Barrick from Carlton, Collingwood or Richmond? Um, I'm going to say Carlton. Carlton is correct. There you go. Well done. Good guess. Um, uh at the current Olympic Games, we have a surfer named Owen Wright who will be representing Australia in the surfing, and there's a, sounds like there's a bit of a swell coming courtesy of a typhoon. Um, can you name an AFL player who shares the surname with Owen Wright? Um, one's in North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Is there? His name it would be... 
Does oh. it have to be a current player, okay? Yes, a current player, please. Yeah. Please. Uh, My, the one I'm looking for plays for Essendon. Oh, two-metre Peter. Peter Wright. That, that is correct. You're right. Um, um, uh, uh, in 1968, uh, our own Peter Norman uh, was the silver medalist in the 200 metres celebrated race and aftermath. Peter Sally no longer with us. Uh, he played footy, uh, true or false, he played for East Brunswick. True. I'm going to say true. Nah, bad luck. Bad luck, Kane. Um, let's go to Kevin. Kevin's on King Island. Hello. Hello, Kevin. Hello, boys. G'day, I'm Kevin. King Island, though. Yeah. Why aren't you on King Island? Well, I was on King Island. I was born there. Okay. Uh, who do you barrack for down there, Kevin? Brassy. Brassy. Mm-hmm. Well, they're a chance to win the flag, according to Baldy. Oh, well, I've won a few. 48? No, no, Grassy's only won the... Uh, 42. Uh, Curry's won 42, Grassy's won 15, North's won 48. Well, it depends on how many they had at the mine at the time when they were playing footy over there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Grassy's due. Yeah, they are. They are due. <laughs> they used to be due green on and the gold. Grass. They used to be green and gold, did they? Yep. Yep. Now they're in hawks' colours, I think. Mm, we're losing interest. Uh, now, Kev, <laughs> so you, where are you now if you're not on King Island? Oh, I'm in... Um, Melbourne. Melbourne, you'd rather not be too specific. That's understood. Uh, the question was, Peter Norman, true or false, he played for East Brunswick and uh, we've, well. was false, wasn't it? That was yes. false. He, in fact, played for West Brunswick. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, a little right. trick question there for you. He might have coached them as well towards yeah, you at I some stage. might have too. Mm. Uh, Geelong's Mark Blitzarves yeah. was pursuing an Olympic dream in athletics. Uh, was it in the 1,500 metres, the 3,000-metre steeplechase, or the 5,000 metres? Well, it was the steeplechase. It was the steeplechase. Exactly right. Well done. Mm. I always admire those guys. They've got to run in wet shoes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Some are good enough to actually clear oh, the water. They, <laughs> no, they never they, they just, never do that. They never do that. Especially put, on the last lap, they don't. Oh, no, they don't. You've got to run with a wet, wet shoe. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, Back to you, Kevin. Uh, Ron Clark lit the cauldron in Melbourne in 1956. Can you name Ron Clark's VFL footballing brother? Jack. Jack. That's right. Didn't need any clues there. Uh, Mr. Perfection. Mm. Mm. Um, Kevin, you're a bit of an Olympics expert by the sound of it. No, 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 no. I'm not an expert at anything. Righto. Uh, a triple Olympic gold medalist in the rowing, James Tompkins. Yes. Uh, he was drafted by an AFL team in the pre-season draft of 1989. Do you know by which club? Uh, wasn't the Hawks, was it? No. He barracked for them, I think. Anyway, it wasn't the Hawks. That's bad luck, Kevin. Good try. Thanks for joining us. Uh Let's go from Kevin to another great Australian name you don't hear enough. Norm. Norm's in Yarrawonga. G'day, Norm. Well, hi, Kevin. Yeah, good, Norm. Beauty, Norm. Uh, Norm. Uh, James Tompkins. Who was he drafted by? Which AFL club? I'll give Andy lot a bit of a run and I'll go for the demon. That's a very good answer. Did Andy tell you that off air or something? <laughs> well, 
No, no, it's just something in the name. It yeah. sounds like it's it. What I say off air is uh, between <laughs> myself and the callers. Thank uh, you very much. Uh, yes, he did get drafted. Oh, yes. You might know me from the past as the Cambodian curmudgeon. Oh, oh, you've sent us emails, I think, over the years. Yeah, I still haven't got the prize for winning three years ago. Was it an ABC cricket book? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll have chicken and chips. Right, well, if you can get through, I'll chuck in a bonus prize for you. <laughs> okay. We've got we've got a couple of uh, those beanies from uh, the Big Freeze 7 hanging around, so we can send one I'm to you. I'm wearing it now. Wearing well, it now. Well, you won't need it's one. It's bloody then. cold up here. Yeah. yeah, in Yarrawonga. Yeah. Yeah, they're not – no one coming across the border from New South – Oh, I wouldn't say, wouldn't like to say. It's mm. funny, Norm, you know, you hear, I read in the paper where the uh, the boards have been slammed shut. Yeah, they never how just do, closed, do they? How do you slam them shut? There's no <laughs> doors along the uh, river. Anyway, uh, you're right. Here's the final question. What number was James Tompkins drafted at? Was it 17, 27 or 37? <sighs> Pull it out of a hat. Mm. Um, I'll go for the middle one. I'll go for 27. And, Norm, you would be correct. Number well 27, well pulled out of the hat. Was that a cocktail? Oh, that's, that's so, Norm, yeah. stay on the line. What's his yeah, pass? I will. I'll put you, we'll make sure we get, we'll get you a, a new Benny and we'll get, you a, I'll put, get your name and address so we can send you a copy of Half a Chicken and Chips, 50 footy yarns, the, the latest Could Have Been's books out first week of August. Mm. If you want to order one now, you can go to couldhavebeens.com.au, but you don't have to do that, Norm, because you're going to get sent one, okay? And you won't be a curmudgeon anymore. Thank you, Norm. Thank you to all our contestants on the quiz this morning. And uh, how many pages in that chicken and chips book, Cove? Oh, about 296, Billy. Jeez. I've counted them all one by one. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and is it, uh, well, that'd be not minimum chips, that'd be maximum <laughs> chips. <laughs> Very good. I'll pay that. Uh, coming up after the news, um, more of the could have beens. Mm. Uh, Simon, Andy, anything you'd like to add? Would you like to take over at this point? No, no, we think you're doing a wonderful job oh, and we're it's right behind good. you. Andy. Right, Isn't let, me, re- let me remind you that we heard you earlier. You sort of wonder no. what Jeff used to do. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we really <laughs> need him? He no, made the coffee. We well, heard earlier. You could probably do a better I mean, job we could reduce Kyle. the overheads. Uh, don't forget, you've got a few minutes because we heard earlier in the show that Gil and Nigel are on the shortlist to run the 2032 Olympics. So, what should they put into the Olympic ceremony, yes. the opening ceremony, to maximise activation? Andy will take over after the news with your responses. Oh, there's some good ones too. Is there? People have really got into the theme. I'm tipping that someone might be trying to find what happened to Matilda because Matilda will be 50 years old come right. 2032. Yeah. Welcome back to the Could Have Been Champions, uh, second hour of the program, and welcome again to Torch McGee. Yes, uh, good morning, Simon, and good and morning to everyone else. Andy Belair. Good morning, Simon. It's so lovely to hear your voice on the radio. And uh, Ian Cover. Thank you. Hello again. Welcome back. Now, the social media question this morning was... Uh, Do you want to introduce Billy back? As well? Oh, yeah, Billy Baxter's here. Hello Billy. there. How yeah. are you, everyone? Yeah, good. Gee, it's good Thanks to see that. you, Simon. Okay, Bill. 
the That's social nice media. <laughs> the social media question this morning oh, was: uh, Gill and Nige are on the shortlist for the 2032 Olympics. What should they put into the opening ceremony to maximise activation? And Andy. Yes. What have the listeners had to well, say? Well, they say lots and lots and lots and lots. Hey, before you go to them, sorry to oh. jump in, Si. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hosted the first hour. No, well, I've got, I've got a question for you. Um, there's a possibility during this hour of the program we may have a press conference to go oh. to. Oh, terrific. Can you advise listeners what they might what the options are? Yeah, sure. Uh, so if we do advise or if it flicks over on your wireless, your analogue radio, or on if you're listening on ABC Melbourne on digital, just flick across to ABC Sport on the ABC Listen app. There will be an ABC Sport channel. Similarly, on your digital radio, there will be an ABC Sport channel. So we will be there. We're going to go... Keep going all the way through the hour. We will not stop even if the Premier's press conference cuts in. So just head across there to the ABC Listen app, ABC Sport, or the same same thing on your digital radio. And Andy, in the interest of full accountability and transparency with our listeners, yes, some people raised the issue last week that the podcast had the press conference on it, but there is a way to hear the hear the podcast yeah. without the press conference. Yes. So the, the, what they were listening to was the uh, was the automated. Um, feed from the program. The The program is actually curated into a podcast uh, on your podcast apps, all the apps uh, on Apple and Google and Spotify and all that, but also on the ABC Listen app. If you click on the Could Have Been Champions, you will find uh, the show Sans or Sans um, Premier's Press conference. So, I think he means without. Uh-huh. Yeah. It'll be a press conference free podcast. It will. That's right. And in between, the curator can get the wicket up and, and ready to go. <laughs> when Andy goes into the bakery, he asks for a croissant. <laughs> Don't you? Actually, Torch, when I worked at the um, sports museum over at the MCG, we the used to get motor. we used to get sent um, the the magazines and different industry publications for the uh, groundskeepers. Because oh, yes. curators yep. in a museum, but also curators of a pitch. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, what have the listeners had okay, to say? Okay, let's mm. get to it. Uh, we'll start with the footy poet. And he addresses Nigel. Nigel, how about a giant winking pair of budgie smugglers rolled into the stadium surrounded by surfboards on bikes? Mm. JPD says, surely Pearl from the, pen- the peninsula should be the flag bearer. <laughs> Rob just goes with dog track. Billy J. Smith hologram, boiled peanuts, the rest writes itself. <laughs> Jerry just posts a picture of a girl on an elephant at a North Melbourne game. Right. Yeah, there has to be an elephant there yes, somewhere, there doesn't there? There needs to be. Uh, Peter said, each nation's flag should be brought into the stadium carried by an elephant. <laughs> following athletes toss packets of peanuts into the crowd. Uh, Evan said, uh, regardless of the theme, what has been sadly lacking for many, many Olympics is a positional heat map of the teams as they parade into the stadium. (laughs) Darren suggests that a drone lowers a giant pumpkin scone into the middle of the Gabba. The batter lifts and dozens of Joe and Flo impersonators emerge throwing unshelled peanuts amongst the crowd. Gee, peanuts are getting a good uh, run. Yeah, yeah. Huge run. Peanuts. Uh, Rob said, a multicoloured bin chicken choosing the order of team entrance from a wheelie bin. Mm. Uh, a green cow thinks that even though opening ceremonies at night have proven to be very successful, Nige and Gill will make it clear they're keeping it a daytime ceremony and all visiting teams will have to wear white shorts unless they're playing Geelong. <laughs> oh, an away strip. Yes. yes. That's a good idea. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Thirsty said... 
all the team uniforms include loose-fitting scarves, skinny jeans, boat shoes, stylish coats and floppy hair. <laughs> and the uh, match day experience will involve a PA system cranked up to 11. Mm. Um, Stone Cold Steve said that uh, oh, the opening ceremony will be a Collingwood player hand at the head of an IOC a Sharon and the IOC boss attempting a handball for the first time in their life to the mirth of all and sundry. Yeah, that would be good. Yes. Uh, Catherine reckons that uh, in spirit of last night's interpretive dance, they put together a number inspired by Acker's Gymnastics and Warwick Kappa's Screamers for the Bears. Uh, David said, Timple Activation. Every country runs through its own banner. That, yeah, not? that's good. Yeah, bring the banner in. Hmm? Giggs wonders if Happy Hammond is still available. <laughs> Don't run out. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Brett said the arena has a cheer squad and they chant and wave floggers in national colours. The teams come into the stadiums with mini footies in national colours and kick them into the crowds. Uh, David reckons that Angry Anderson and the Batmobile should make an appearance. Well, I quite liked Angry Anderson and the Batmobile. Nobody else did. I had no objections until he started singing. <laughs> Even then I thought it was good. So uh, forgiving. Mm. Uh, sleep enthusiast reckons that uh, it just should be two kids going round the boundary with raffle tickets and a bucket, mm, that's good. <sighs> or dragging a trolley with the number, the winning number on it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Andy, can I just give you a breather for a moment? Please do. Copycat from Ballarat uh, suggests that a person is picked out of the crowd to race around the boundary with the Olympic torch. Racing against an animated mascot on the advertising screen on the fence. <laughs> and then funny. I'd like to see him ping a hammy like the bloke did in a Melbourne game a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, uh, and the footy thing continues with Jim Wiggs, who says the cauldron to be lit with a flaming Sharon punted by none other than Tony Lockett or Daniel Rich if Plugger's unable to kick it over the jam tin by 2032. Uh, I like this one from Thirsty, who said, first step undoubtedly is a phone call to Sheeds. Oh, yeah, because he's the mastermind. Sheets, Sheets will know what, what the people want. Very um, true. Mr. Weeks reckons it can only be a game of AFL-X. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't that taken off? Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, and last one from me. This is from Andy, that massed ranks of school children dressed in Brisbane Bears koala outfits carrying ports and brandishing refidexes to the world. Refidex? Refidex is uh, a um, uh, a street directory uh, oh. in Adelaide. Ah, there you go. Mm. New hey. South has Gregory's. We had Melway. Oh, no, you can still get a Melway, can't you? You, sir, you, you sure probably can. can. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All uh, right. Yeah. There's there's uh, plenty of plenty more there. There's can, can I, one final one from Damo. Go for it. Short and sharp. Only one team can carry a flag displaying prison bars. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, very good. The outrage over that. Thank you for all your contributions. And Andy says you can go to the uh, the could have been Twitter feed and read them all there for your edification and enjoyment. Now you've taken over running the show, Simon. So what's happening? I'll hand I'll hand back over to you now, Ian. Oh, right. Uh, So we're getting set up for our next segment, which is I was there. Thank you for contributions we've had during the course of the year. And uh, just keep an eye on Andy as he lines up our um, contributor. We had a uh, an, among the emails that came in someone who said they were there mm. at the 1981 night grand final at Waverley, which turns out was 40 years ago 
Oh, about 10 days ago. Yes. So who was in that Essendon and Carlton? Carlton. And uh, it was, of course, out at Waverley. Mm-hmm. And a uh, number of people, uh, well, everyone will remember the one particular incident in the game or one uh, part of the action that unfolded. And uh, when our caller, Peter, who sent the email joins us, he can tell us exactly what he saw on that night when he was there. And he's just furiously trying to find him. Uh, in the meantime. In the meantime, while he does that, Torchy, I just want to tell you that I got a message from um, uh, uh, a friend of mine during the week who'd been out on his early morning inside 5K limitation walk mm-hmm. and was walking through Albert Park. Yes. And he saw the Bob Skilton Oval. The Bob Skilton Oval, yes. We had several ovals in Albert Park. We had the Lindsay Hassett Oval. Yeah, well, he was, he was dismayed to see the Bob Skilton Oval does not have any goalposts on it of any oh. any variety. Right, okay. well, Football or soccer or no, rugby or anything. Well, I'm not sure why. Surely they should we, be. Yeah. Where is the Bob Skilton Oval? Uh, well, I don't know, but I'm guessing it's... Um, it's in the vicinity of where the, the Caulfield Grammarians used to be. When we, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, along the old, railway line. That was the old Oval 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I would yeah. proffer that to uh, honour mm. Bob Skilton. They took the goalposts up to Sydney, and that's what. Uh, is... Oh, that's why they're not there. Yeah, <laughs> and if you walk over to the Lake Oval and you stand outside where the um, just past the old cricket club stand, the big red one, you'll see a statue of. Bob yeah, Skilton. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kicking left foot. Yep, it could have been either foot, really, because no one, no one, no knows. one knows. Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that in as uh, we get the opportunity now to talk to Peter. Uh, good morning, Peter. Oh, good morning. And thank you for your email we, um, for our I Was There segment. And you were there the night that, uh, 40 years ago, Peter, as it was, when Essendon played Carlton in that night grand final. Um, you're an Essendon supporter, Peter? Well, actually, uh, at the time, I was a bit of a bit of a neutral supporter in some ways. Mm. Uh, but I definitely remember that incident. And mm. when Jeff put the word out uh, earlier in the year about saying something when I was there... Mm. It definitely struck my memory that I was there the night when the great man uh, jumped over the Carlton player and ran through. But uh, that, of course, being Tim Watson, which is famous. Yeah. He played straight and something games. If he's, he's, everyone, you say Tim Watson, I jumped over the pack and kicked the goal. Yeah. Uh, and funnily enough, I think Tim Watson uh, had his 60th birthday uh, the day before the 40th anniversary of the game. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, July 13 for his birthday. July 14 was the game. Uh, and can you recall who kicked the ball forward for uh, the, the spill to come to Timmy Watson? Ah, no, look, I can't remember that. Mm. I, I really can't remember that much about the game. I can remember more about the surrounding sort of events, sort mm. of getting there and, and being there. It was my first, I reckon it was my first night game I'd ever been to. Mm. Well, one of the things went... that first comes to mind is what was the weather like when you were going out there in the middle <laughs> of July? Yeah, for sure. Of course, in those days, I remember that the night series used to run uh, concurrent with the main season and the finals around June, July. So, yeah, out at Waverley, it would have been uh, a bit sharp. I was with my older brother. I didn't drive then. I was only 16. Um, So I remember driving out there in his uh, little red Gemini, listening to the flowers on a cassette. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so the game, yeah, he he was a... keen Carlton supporter, and I was sort of caught up in my older brother's sort of loyalty to Carlton. Of course, Carlton was was a great side in those days, great players, and and Essendon, I think, was sort of emerging, so it was sort of exciting to go to a, a night final. What yeah. I do remember is that Carlton started pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I think Bazasto or Johnson 
uh, did something at the start, and, and I remember a, a big guy, Justin Madden, is just coming on for Essendon. He was still playing for Essendon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I think it was pretty new to the game. Mm. But then the only thing I can really remember about the game, because I've never watched it back, is that, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, Tim Watson grabbing the ball, and, of course, it's become uh, folklore, but it was about, sort of the crowd roared, and it was really exciting. Mm. Well, as we're saying, there's a, there's a Bob Skilton uh, statue down at, at the Lakeside Oval. One day they'll do a Tim Watson statue, and he'll be jumping over a prone player. Or two. Uh, I think Simon Madden, actually, Justin's brother, might have been one of the players who went to ground. Well, to, in answer to the question about who kicked the ball forward, I can tell you the answer, and uh, yeah. joining us on the other line right now is... Um, the man who kicked the ball, Essendon's Gary Folds. Good morning, Gary, and welcome to the Cutter Beans. Uh, good morning, Ian. Thanks very much. Yes, and uh, did you realise just you know, 10 days ago it was 40 years since that night at Waverley? Uh, not really, no, but, um, yeah, looking back, uh, it's a fairly uh, long time ago. So, uh, yeah, certainly uh, made me think about that particular Game in the night. Yeah, and do you get disappointed when they do show that Tim Watson highlight that they don't see the kick that preceded it? Uh, yes, uh, now I think about it, yeah, it would be good to be included in that little package. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it uh, takes it up when uh, the ball just uh, goes and lands at that pack situation, yeah. Just mm. describe, Gary, what happened for those of us who can't remember. Uh, well, I think uh, I, I got hold of the ball somewhere around that wing position where I was playing on the wing that night. And um, as uh, let's talk about before, it was pretty muddy and uh, cold sort of night. So I just the main thing I think was just trying to get the ball forward. We were behind at the time, and um, yeah, so I just went uh, down. I was kicking it really to um, Simon, and um, the ball came off the pack. And uh, Tim was probably you know building up to full speed got hold of the ball and uh, just jumped over the players who were in front of him and ran into a goal. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and as you said, and as our, as our uh, listener Peter said, uh, you know, you were behind at that stage, but that ignited the, the bombers at that stage, the, the goal, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just um, had a bit of a look at the game the other day and didn't realise we were so far back. I think it was 5-1 um, uh, to 1-5 at one stage. And, um, yeah, halfway through the third quarter, I thought, you know, Gee, we've uh, done well to get up here, and um, yeah, we had uh, misfortune of kicking a lot of points. I think there for a while, and uh, Wayne Foreman uh, actually kicked three points in that third quarter. He came across from Footscray, mm. and um, funny enough, he was pretty disappointed. And he had a sh- shot from um, uh, about ten metres out in the last quarter. And I, I just recall uh, Lou Richards saying that. Um, if he missed this one, uh, the supporters would deep fry him in oil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty severe statement. Yeah. Uh, Gary, it's interesting these days, you know, if uh, a team has to have a six-day break, they whinge about it. Mm. But you yeah. know, you, here you are playing a grand final in the middle of the week and probably having to turn up again on the following weekend. How did you prepare for something like that? Uh, well, yeah, we just learnt, uh, you know, to do that, I think, from the... Um, introduction of that night series we uh, we played on a Saturday and then probably had a pretty big night after the game on the Saturday night and uh, recovered Sunday and played the Tuesday yeah and then back into it again Thursday night and the following Saturday so it was a pretty uh, big ask when you look back on it and uh, you know people you know players were working of course as well and you know, you know some laborers and whatever going on so it was a pretty um, 
pretty daunting task to get through it, but we uh, we just learned to do it. And, and uh, were you working at the time, Gary? Uh, yeah, I was teaching. So, um, you know, my job was you know, not physical, but uh, I know Leon Baker and a few other boys were labouring uh, during the day at that stage. And, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty big physical ask. Yeah, and, uh, of course, as you mentioned, there was about, uh, you were trailing quite significantly, but in the end, Essendon ended up winning 9-11-65 to Carlton, 6-5-41. So they only got one goal more after the uh, the comeback started, and you've, you've piled on eight goals to get to 9-11, and that was Sheed's first year as coach too. Yes. Yeah, Kevin had come to the club, and, um, yeah, we'd, uh, we'd had a pretty uh, rocky start that first uh, few weeks of that season, and, um, yeah, I think uh, at one stage he was threatening to pull the boots on again, yeah. but um, <laughs> I think Simon was captain, and he went into that um, selection meeting and said to Kevin, I think... You do that, you know, we're going pretty bad if you have to play, so, uh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, um, you went on, uh, that was that was 1981, but you played right up to 89, played 300 games, uh, Gary, right on the yep. 300th game. Sheed's got you to 300? Uh, yeah, in the end, I'd say, look, uh, he played a big part in it because uh, in that last year I was pretty well struggling a bit with body-wise and uh, injury and whatnot, so... Um, my games were fairly spaced out in that year, and Kevin was, uh, you know, fortunate enough to uh, get me to the line, which I've been very grateful mm. for ever since. Yeah. And you're still involved in footy? Uh, yeah, I've got a bit, little bit of involvement in the amateur um, competition. I've uh, coached uh, North Old Boys, who uh, now go under the banner of Brunswick Football Club. So I still do a little bit of. Um, you know, work off field for them down there. Mm. And are you still teaching? Uh, just doing a couple of days a week. And yeah, just um, now, my last year, I'm going to um, uh, finish up this year. Well, you wouldn't have been doing much classroom contact stuff the last couple of years, would you? Uh, no, I don't. I haven't actually got a class. I do, do a little maths program with the junior kids. So, um, but uh, yeah, look, I think how many days we've had uh, at home, mm. you know. Well, and truly, a lot now. Yeah. yeah. Did, mm. did, does your maths program involve the six times time, t- t- <laughs> six times timetable, so kids can work out how to do the scores? Uh, not at the junior level, but um, <laughs> there are there are some kids who can uh, work pretty well with that uh, six times uh, yeah. table. Yeah. You just say nine eleven. They say sixty five, six five, forty one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and 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 you played in premierships, and no doubt day premierships. Yeah, and you have reunions for those. Do you ever have a reunion for the 1981 night premiership? Uh, we haven't, no, but I was thinking about that just yesterday. It would be good to do that because um, you know some of the boys who played in that night premiership uh, didn't play in the day uh, premierships, which uh, you know, I'm sure if we um, we could get round to having a bit of an informal gathering, we'd... Uh, we get a bit of a turn up there, and it'd be uh, be great to see some of them again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Essendon are renowned for their past player function, so I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It'd be great. Mm. And Timmy can re- you can reenact. You can kick the ball to Timmy. You <laughs> jump over to Simon. <laughs> How many yeah. did he jump over? Do you think? Is, well, it, is it one of those things where a couple extra get added every? It's it's called a pack, but it was Simon and an unidentified player, really, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have to really do the freeze frame to get the actual answer. <laughs> so. Uh, it was a um, fabulous uh, um, night. And Timmy had his 60th birthday. Did you send him a card or something, Gary? 
No, I didn't get around to doing that, Ian. But oh. um, I'm sure um, he doesn't live too far from me, so if I run into him, I'll give him a belated uh, birthday wish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just toot the horn and give him a wave. No, <laughs> keep your distance. Hey, do you still yeah. follow? You follow, obviously still follow the bombers. Yes, I am looking um, forward to uh, yeah a bit more improvement, which they've shown this year. So um, it was a pretty terrible year last year, so it's great that they're back on track and um, got some um, you know, good young kids coming through, and we've got a bit to look forward to, I think. Mm, terrific. Hey, great to talk to you, Gary. I did run into Gary earlier in the year at a golf day, and I said, we'll get you on the Cooler yeah. before the year's out, and we, we've had That's you right. on, which is terrific. So, No worries, man. Swing easy, Gary. Yeah, we'll get back on the course. It'll be good. Terrific. Thanks to Gary Folds and thanks to Peter, our listener, who sent us the original I Was There email that uh, brought our attention to that uh, famous night grand final with Timmy jumping over the pack of two. Jumping over the pack. <laughs> the pack to uh, kick the uh, the goal that got Essendon going uh, in the comeback to win that night grand final in 81. And you're right, Torchy. They played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, yeah. and they, they they didn't. When you got to no. the final stage, you didn't slacken off. No, and they didn't whinge about it either. No, they didn't no. indeed. It's uh, there could have been champions coming through your yeah. radio at the moment uh, on ABC Radio, in fact, and ABC Melbourne, ABC Victoria, and streaming on the World Wide Web and various apps. I don't think anyone's called it the World Wide Web for about. 15 years? No, but it just sticks in my mind, so I thought I'd go with it, just to you know, be a bit retro, a bit heritage. John Fain used to go with wuh, wuh, wuh. Did he? Yeah. Hello, John. I know you listen. Uh, uh, Champs is standing by for another set of songs, and uh, we welcome you back, Champy. Oh, yes, I'm back, and a bit of Marbag Covey. Yep. Uh, Doug Long writes, uh, great season-long comebacks. Last week we mentioned a season-long comeback in the Eastern Football League. And in the NFNL, Northern Football Nepal League, West Preston Lakeside won the flag in 18 and then went zip and six. I, I hope you approve of the term, zip and oh, six. Oh, careful. Mm. <laughs> in, in 19, and were considered not even mathematical, they then began winning and eventually climbed a fourth in a final five. They won all four finals and claimed the crown. Wow. In, sadly, in 2020, they didn't win a single game. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, so there's a, there's a curse to uh, comebacks like that. The Roosters. So, so, Simon Wilmot. Oh, sorry. Beg your pardon. I said the Roosters or West Preston Lakeside. Yeah. Ah, the Roosters. Thank yeah. you, Torchy. Simon Wilmot writes, is there a stat for lurking? I was watching the Tigers and I noted to my wife that Dusty hadn't done much and the commentator said Dusty was lurking. Mm. Yep. Mm. And Thanks. then, yeah, and then... Dees and Hawks, same weekend. Jason Bennett awards several player stats for lurking. Well, there's not, not enough lurk merchants around Oh, anymore. there's a lot of lurking going on. The, as uh, Simon pointed out also, champs, the Premier has said that the virus is lurking. Oh. Mm. <laughs> that it's virus, point, it's though. cunning. Well, uh, well there, there was officially a lurker by mm. nickname mm. who played for North Melbourne. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Lee Tudor. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Lurker. Yeah. And played for Geelong. Didn't yeah. He played for Geelong. Yeah. He lurked around the packs. He's a lurk merchant as well. And, and his lurking was so good, he got the ball across to Gary in the preliminary final in 94. Of course. Yes. Well, that's uh, lurking. Paul Wise uh, writes on the topic, that's what the league wants. I watched the whole 77 grand final. The league got what it wanted. The first ever live telecast and a draw highlights Barry Crocker singing the national anthem in flares with lyric cheat notes in his hand. The <laughs> <nas> <laughs> what? What? That's a revelation? The, 
the national anthem was followed by God Save the Queen. I don't think that would happen anymore, would it? No, I don't think so. Is it the last game with a drop kick courtesy of Barry Cable in maybe the third quarter? Mm. Umpires seem to have never heard of sufficient intent. Mm. No. No, not in those days. Not in those days. In fact, I think Barry Cable was the only one in the North team who was allowed to kick drop kicks. Everybody else were banned from doing it. Yeah. Okay, George. Billy sent uh, me a uh, little. Uh, uh, sorry, Billy sent me a little video from the sixties of Geelong training. Yeah. And they're all kicking drop kicks at training. Yeah, it's fantastic. Without exception. Yeah, oh. even a couple of the committee men in their suits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they used to well, like doing that. Didn't yeah. they? Well, Dennis and Marshall was a, a marvellous oh. exponent yeah. of the drop kick. But yeah. it's, 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 oh. Polly's kicking left foot drop kicks up the, the side, and they're yeah. all doing them. And then, then out comes I think it's Leo O'Brien in the suit with white socks, oh. <laughs> and he's doing drop kicks, little stab kicks. Oh. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, uh, Champy, speaking of drop kicks, are you, oh. you going to mention the ACM? Mi uh, email about the, the videos, videos they've made chronicling oh, no, you, the game. You do that, but before I finish on Paul Wise's email, Simon, mm-hmm. uh, Paul finishes his email by saying, I'd better finish this up because I know Simon counts the words in emails. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to cross the 800 limit. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not a limit, but the more words you put in, the less chance there is. Uh, 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 well, the more come out, you might say, Simon. Apparently there's a program that university lecturers and examiners have where you submit your your essay. Your yeah. and, mm. and they can overlay some software that tells whether it's got plagiarised. Pl- plagiarised. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Well, Simon yeah. has this software package that he puts over the emails <laughs> and it immediately tells him the word it's, count. <laughs> <laughs> it's called word count, actually, uh, Toby. Uh, I'll show you how it works. Uh, a chap calling himself Victor Trump, or he has a name Victor Trump, but that's mm. in, is his email too. Uh, he thinks he's worked out what they're grunting in, the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he says, if you listen closely, it sounds like uh, doodle-doodle-loo, do-do-do-do, Brad Scott, doodle-doodle-loo, do, Brad Scott. Uh, he might have a good case there. I think years ago someone suggested it was West Coast. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, now it's Brad Scott, apparently, mm. Kobe. And finally, from me, from Doug Long, apparently the Aussie softballers who lost 8 1 to Japan a few days ago took a lot of learnings out of the game. Mm. Simon. They started well, too. But. Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, look, Jonathan just um, alerted me to the fact that. Jack Rewalt, in the course of uh, one of those footy shows that you can watch on the Letters of the Alphabet <laughs> streaming service, had described uh, one team as being at the beck and mercy oh, oh. Good of... Uh, Jack or Nick Rewalt said that. Didn't know whether he... Jack. Yeah. According to the email, Jack. Okay. Didn't see it myself. Would have been on the, uh, the uh, AFL... AFL Degrees of the Circle. circle. Yes. yes. <laughs> the AFL Degrees yeah. of the Circle. It was that one. The, yeah, the Urban Rodent Network. But mixing up the... Uh, mixing up the expressions or the metaphors, but this is just mixing the expressions, is a, is a time-honoured uh, custom amongst uh, sports broadcasters. But Beck and Mercy is a good one because it completely, they sort of counteract each other, don't they? <laughs> anyway, uh, look, I just wanted to mention um, the um, ACMI. The Australian Centre for the Moving Image. Australian Centre for the Moving Image. They've Acme. made a series of uh, short films that you can have a look at on uh, YouTube called Chronicling the Game, and I thought um, 
Nick Richardson, who's head of collections, he sent us an email just alerting us to it. I thought, oh, well, I'll have a look at one. Well, they're absolutely uh, unputdownable. Oh. Uh, Did I you binge on them? I watched one, and I, I, was, I was watching the sixth one when I got dragged away for dinner, and uh, I can recommend them most times. Are they archival? Yes. Oh, well, no, no, they're especially produced. A lot, of them, really? a lot of archival footage, a lot of, uh, uh, lot of footage of blokes kicking drop kicks yeah. in country football, and a lot of them are old people, older people, well, talking about the way things were and so on. Oh, well, I, I went to the one that was recommended Andy should look at, which is yep. about Robin Letts at the Bull Oak Times. Yeah, Robin is the uh, editor. He's about 94 now, I think, mm. Robin, and he still, still keep on keeping on. He took over from his old man, Goff. Mm. Um, so they've been it's been mm. in the Letts family for almost a hundred years or more probably. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, is that the mailbag done? So, so Greg I must can say, sing. Yeah, they, I can recommend them. Worth definitely worth a look. Right. And uh, I will say before Greg sings some songs, uh, the premier's press conference will be on after the news at midday. So if you want to keep listening to, mm. or if you want to listen to the premier's press conference, keep listening after midday mm. and you'll hear it then. I've got a feeling that uh, someone in his media unit might have looked at the. Tweets we got last week. Oh, there were there were some angry folk out there, and weren't they, there? Oh. Someone's recommended he does it after twelve. <laughs> so that'll disappoint a lot of our listeners who love that press conference during the Kudavans. They like your songs better, Champion. So away you go. All right, uh, back to last week's theme highlighted by Richo, the fabulous John Williamson phrase "umbaralitsada da da." Thank you to Richard Evans, Noel Dennison, and others for helping. Um ba ba da da da, um ba 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 da 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 da. Here in Australia, that is our ra ra ra. So we say go roos, go dees, go dogs, go cats, um ba ba da da da. Come on swans, come on lions, come on saints, um ba da 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 da. That is our rah-rah-rah So we say go roos, go dees, go dogs, go cats um ba ba da 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 Go roos, go dees, go dogs, go cats um ba ba da 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 Oi 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 It's a bit of fun hmm. I think we've probably pretty much given the um ba da 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 a workout now I think uh, I, I think am ready to move on. <laughs> um, we have flogged it. That's <laughs> right. We have wrung it out and we have, uh, we have milked it for all it's worth and more. Um, uh, Jay Sconce is a listener from Adelaide and he Sconzy. tossed up... Big fun, yeah? I just uh, said he... Sconcy. Yeah, oh, oh, is that how you pronounce it? No, no, I was just going, Sconcy. Oh, yes, yeah, so g'day, Sconcy. Carry on, champs. Yeah, yeah no, nah. look, look, the audio isn't perfect here, but, yeah, morning, Sconcy. Um, he, uh, he seized on what the league wants from last week's discussion on air, OK? Like this. To get into the game, my friend You need the app or you won't get in That's what they want What the league wants 
That's what the league wants. It's what they want. That's what they want. Teams in Penrith and Cool and Guitar, but not in Tasmania. That's what they want. That's what the league wants. That's what the league wants. That's what they want. That's what they want. Monday, Thursday games can do. Not Saturday afternoon. That's what they want. That's what they want. That's what the league wants. That's what the league wants. That's what they want. Flashing ads around the boundary to blind the umps to Joel Selwood's freeze. That's what they want. That's what the league wants. That's what the league wants. That's what the want. That's what they want. I know it's a lot of riffing, but I'm having fun. Oi. Well, that's what we want. Too, Works Jamie. well too. Yeah. Lovely riffing. Yeah. That riff reminds me of the uh, start of uh, Kicks by Paul Revere and the Raiders. That was a mm. check it out. Mm. Wasabi on the YouTube's. Mm. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> well, Paul, Paul Revere and the Raiders had a couple of good ones, didn't they? They yeah. had one called Let Me, Billy Baxter. Yeah, I know that. That's terrific. Yeah, I love Let Me. Yeah. And uh, Chappie, what's uh, happening in the Sandfall today? Yeah, the sample today, I haven't checked because I don't think we're allowed to go. Well, we're in no. lockdown two. Oh, are you? And that's uh, not, I, I mentioned how the border is slammed shut. Yeah. You, you, you're never put into lockdown. No. We are plunged into plunged lockdown. Plunged into it, yes. Thank you to Rob <laughs> and Neil, who I pinched that from. With a slammed shut door With at sl- the border. Yep. <laughs> There's this door at the border and you have to go through it. And they slam it after you've gone through mm. Uh, uh, last song for this group, and I'm not even. There was some talk, Simon, that the sample may not even take place. Oh, what but you I mean? Just a week be or the season just suspended, this, or the whole season? Just this week. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but uh, hopefully uh, that uh, won't be the case. And the crows, uh, the, like, the crows, the crows. Who are the crows got? The crows are playing the. Gee, you're They're playing the hawks. The, They're playing the hawks. Thank you. Mm. In. Melbourne, of course, and of course that's sixteen v seventeen, and that is the clash of traditional rivals. Well, they were from their very first game in nineteen ninety one. Yes, mm. and, yes, and, uh, it, uh, all Sandful community club based training competitions and programs remain cancelled until further notice, champ. So no Sandful this weekend. No, Ooh. no standing oh. on the mound at Norwood. Mm. Um, What's going to happen oh. in Port Adelaide if there's no footy? Oh. <laughs> Shane Allen, you're going to be busy <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, oh dear, oh dear Well, that, I still haven't gone to my first sample game But it's very imminent mm. Now, um, just, uh, we're going to return to the theme of Dusty Who's going to be sadly missed from footy for short term And going back a little while A Dale Gaynor of Hawthorne tossed this idea up he listened to the Dougie Hawkins song from the 80s mm. and we did this. 
Thank you. I think I... Dusty, how they love you down at Richmond. They all love Dusty. He runs them round in rings. The fans go wild when Dusty does his magic things. And Dusty, round the packs and in the action, you can't miss Dusty. The fans all know that Dusty's the man to win the day at Tigerland, yeah. Dusty, do they love him down at Richmond, good old St. Dusty. They love the don't argue. They love the tackles, snaps from way out, never in doubt when the ties are down. They look around and here comes old Dusty. With him they know the game's in the back. He'll take him to another flag, yes. Dusty, round the packs and in the action, you can't miss Dusty. The fans all know that Dusty's the man to win the day at Tiger Lock. Oi! Oi! Yay! Beautifully done, champs. Have we given Dusty a big enough leg up today? Well, that'd be nice because he's obviously unwell at the minute, so hopefully that's cheered him and all the Tigers yeah. fans up ahead of their yeah. big clash with Geelong. And it's, it's still going on that the Geelong-Richmond match tomorrow is being billed as the grand final rematch. Yeah. Oh. They've already met once this year I since know. the grand final. Yeah, I know. Oh. It'll uh, be a very uh, good game. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm still with you there, Kobe. Yep. What I learned today. Oh, I was about to say thank you to Jams. You can always send songs to him by going to the Could Have Been's website and just follow the link there to send the songs to Greg. Yep. You can also have a look at there to follow the links to pre-order Half a Chicken and Chips, the new Could Have Been's 50 Footy Yarns book, uh, out soon. But you can pre-order via the website. But right now, Champy, we'll go to what uh, we learned today and you can go first. When you say pre-order chicken and chips, it really sounds like a driver's <laughs> coming around with a bag, it doesn't does, it? It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? Really it does have a ring to it. Um, I learned today that when uh, Nige from North Troy contacts Gil urgently, uh, he sends an urgent Snapchat. <laughs> now, do you use do urgent Snapchats? Because if you don't, get up with the game. I've got no idea what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you. Righto, thanks, Champy. Good on you, Champy. Uh, uh, Billy Baxter. Hello, Boss. Surely you've learned something today. I have indeed. I learned that um, uh, Dwayne Baldy Baldcock, who no, we spoke to in the Baldock. first... Baldock. Baldock. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, you two. You're, you're still back at Belmont High. <laughs> we are, aren't we? Oh, it's pathetic. We're pure up. <laughs> it's well, hopeless. Um, even though he's not bald, no. his nickname's Baldy. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, 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 he should, shouldn't he have lots of hair? He's nicknamed Baldy in the in the vein of you know, bald people being curly, yeah, and red people being bluey, tall yeah. blokes are shorty, yeah, yeah. or Doc, Doc. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> thank you. I'll go to Simon Whelan. Did you learn I'll anything? See what I did. Saying. I did. I learnt that. Uh, <laughs> I learnt this show goes very well without Jeff. Mm. <laughs> Although. I'm not sure we've got the right replacement no, in the chair, Andy. Well, if Andy can furnish, well, if he can furnish the Spensley <laughs> agreement, we'll, uh, he might be, who knows, uh, hopefully Rich will be back next week and all this talk will be put to bed. Torch McGee.
Yes. Well, I learned from Gary Folds mm. that in 1981, Essendon were going so badly that Kevin Sheedy threatened to put the boots on. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, the kibosh was put on that by Simon Madden at, at a yep. um, selection committee. Sheeds mm. would have been retired for how a long? couple of years. I think yeah. he did a year in the media before he went to Essendon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may well be true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Timmy Watson did that, didn't he? He stood down for a year and then yeah. came back. Mm. Uh, and they're talking about. Um, Rants, aren't they? Talking about maybe him. He's missed a couple of years. He has. has. Andy, do you want to go next? Yes, please. Uh, We learnt from our wonderful friend Crackers, or had it reminded, had ourselves reminded that uh, he knows everybody because in the first two minutes of us talking to him earlier in the show, he'd mentioned Mason Cox, Barry Burke, (laughs) Peter Anthony, and Peter McSweeney. (laughs) He went from the the people that we knew down to the people that just no. Crackers knew. He knows them all. That's we love it. you, Crackers. No, we do love Crackers. And uh, well, we also learnt a, we got a couple of, we learnt today a couple of tips. I hope you wrote them down, Torch, for <laughs> I'll Caulfield. Have go, I'll have to go back and look at the form guy. I think one was King Magnus and the other one was Promotions or something. Yeah, something like that. I should have asked him what seat Simon's actually in in the boat, too. You're supposed to say the three seat or the four seat or whatever. Anyway, I did learn that Simon's six foot nine. And good to hear Crackers has got no idea of the what that is in centimetres. The old six foot nine. Well, he's not only six foot nine, he's 100 kilometres. Oh, 107 kilometres. And I'm, <laughs> kilograms, I think we go. Kilograms. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm six foot one and I'm 100 kilograms. He's falling apart quickly. Okay, that's it for what we learned today. Uh, we've been talking footy and Olympics this morning and uh, there's one man who keeps an eye on the footy, though, all the time. That's Sam the Sub at... The officers of outside football. Good morning to you, Sam. Yes, good morning, Ian. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Sam. You sound, Hello, a, bit Sam. Flat, you sound a bit flat there. I just uh, I had an eye on the Olympics last night, Ian, so didn't get a lot of sleep. Yep. Any, uh, anything going in the paper from the Olympics? Oh, look, we've got a bit uh, here and there, but uh, uh, really we're a football paper. Okay, well, let's concentrate on the footy. What's happening? Uh, last night's game. Mm. Uh, the Pies uh, came very close, only nine points in it in the last quarter without their skipper, so that's a good sign. Before Port skipped away? Yeah, look, uh, we, we are concentrating on other areas of that game, uh, Ian. <laughs> uh, promising pendleless Pies pipped at post. Mm. We've got a lot to like about uh, the Pies. I played quite a few young players last night, Sam. Well, that's the thing, Torch. Mm. You, they're growing their list. There were some people that seemed to be a bit upset by the umpiring being against Collingwood a bit last night too. Is that correct? Well, that's not for me to say, Ian. Well, there was only one difference in, oh. the, in the three, so... Oh, that's OK. Yes, and I'm well, just going to nick out for a cup of tea. And no, sorry. No, what else you got, Sam? Uh, oh, this is very exciting, Ian. I've mm. just got some uh, galley dummies back from uh, our serialisation of the Could Have Been's new book. Yes, good. Two steamed dimmies and a piece of flake. <laughs> Half a chicken and chips. Oh, uh, well, it's the same thing. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Okay. Oh, the fan scan. You're going to like this one. Yeah. Uh, in line with the Olympics. This is a photo from uh, Tokyo in 1964. Oh, right, eh? The Australian men's water polo team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we identify that Les Nunn is standing next to Leon Wigard. Yes, that's right. Leon represented Australia. That's right. Uh, I think uh, they were 13th overall. Not a great placing, but uh, they were there flying the flag for the country. And speaking of flying the flag, we've got a plastic footy if Les wants to present himself <laughs> to the office here. Signed? By Dawn Frazier. <laughs> Uh, right. Any relation to Joe? <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to say, Ian, from this uh, 
distance, but anyway. <laughs> you, did, you didn't pinch that plastic footy, did you? No, no, we had it, uh, well, uh, defined pinch. Oh, well, just so, in, in, because Dawn was allegedly pinched a flag, that was all. Look, you know, that's not for me to say, Ian. And your music's run out. There you go. Hmm. Timely. Where can we find the paper? Uh, the usual outlets. We're on the outside looking in. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Thank Sam. You, Sam. And, and uh, of course, the Neeshams were all famous at the water polo as, as well. They were in WA. They were indeed. Yeah. Now, uh, there's been um, a, a segment bobbed up in recent weeks uh, against our better judgment, but uh, obviously it's helping the uh, the ABC defray its, uh, its costs. So uh, we're going to the offices of one of the Betting agencies. Who have we got this morning? Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Jocko here from Bets, Bets, Bets. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, listen, double trouble, multi-play round at Bets, Bets, Bets this weekend. Uh, we were going to be celebrating the matchup between Ben and Harry McKay, unfortunately. That's not going ahead. But still, we're offering you the chance to double your bets, double your losses for every single bet over the course of the round. Is that it? That it, Jocko? No, it's not. No, because oh. even if you lose, you'll receive a copy of ABC's 1994 footy compendium, Great Southern Grandstand, signed by former Round the Grounds commentator David Swan Mackay in celebration of the Mackay brothers, who are unfortunately not playing against each other again this weekend. And in celebration, as we say, we pay out on every game. We're looking at the Olympics. When uh, in the softball game on Wednesday, Australia versus Japan, Australia went one up at the bottom of the first. We paid out on Australia. <laughs> Because we always pay out. And last night's game, Collingwood versus Port Adelaide, when Brody Majacek kicked the first goal of the game, we paid out. Because we always pay out at bets, bets, bets. Please gamble responsibly because we want all your money and we don't care what you say. Thanks, Jocko. <laughs> uh, not sure about Jocko, no, but no. <laughs> Torchy, you yes. might want to uh, follow that. Uh, now, Andy. Yes, Covey. You, you've been desperate to do something, so maybe you can assist Torchy now. Okay, this yes. is the Spensley Agreement in action. Because you've got the board of calls there to put them through to I Torch. most certainly do. Uh, so, yes, could have been footy talk back. Let's get to them. We have a full board of calls. Uh, go ahead. You're talking to Torch. Hello. Hello. Oh, who's calling, please? Yes, it's Digger here. Uh, Digger. Uh, I won't ask you where you're calling from. It but... doesn't matter where I'm calling no. from. <laughs> and you're a Collingwood supporter. I'm a Collingwood supporter. And what do you... George, you're an idiot. Oh, thank you. That's I not... just heard you say, talking about the game last night, yes. there was only one difference in the freeze. That's right. Did you see where they got them, George? Did you see where they got them? Yes. What have they got against Wapid? He must have done something <laughs> shocking to those other families. They only got one free inside their forward oh, 50. What about that one? George, were you watching the game? <laughs> I was, actually. Anyway, I didn't bring up about that. Okay. I didn't ring. I ring up because I didn't get on last week. Right. You took me off. You put that that politician on. A politician? Which one? And there were people saying, oh, I thought you were going to ring up and say what you said to Serge. Oh, right, okay. Because I spoke to Serge. Did you? Yes, in his first game, he was by the boundary. He looked over at me and he said, how are you going, old fella? Yeah, I said to him, do you want to know what I said to him? Yeah, go ahead. I told you last week. Yeah, go on. But you didn't put it on. Yeah, put it on now. I said, animal. Oh. Animal. (laughs) Animal. Okay, all right. Well, well, I think we've heard that one before. That's available. And, yes, Digger, that is available on the podcast. You can get it at the ABC Listen app. We did hear that last week. Right. So uh, I think we go to the next call. Oh, thanks, Andy. Uh, Go ahead, please. You're Uh, talking to Torch. Hello. 
Yes, hello, dear. Oh, who's calling, please? It's Pearl here. And uh, where are you calling from, Pearl? I'm on the peninsula. Down today, on the Mornington dear. peninsula. Well, I see the peninsula. Yes. Dear. Thank okay. you very much for taking my call. That's a pleasure. I appreciate yes. the opportunity. Now, I notice they're holding an Olympic game. This leads me to ask whether you think I have a curio or a. Um, a piece of ephemera from the 1956 games that could be worth a lot of money. I have mm. a souvenir tea towel with the Olympic rings. Right. Now, the Olympic rings are five in number That's right. and five in colour. Now, mm. they're meant to represent the five continents, I do believe. Yes. Uh, the colours are... I'm looking at the tea towel now. It's a little threadbare and worn and faded, but you can still make out the colours. Now... Here are the colours from left to right. Blue, yellow, black, red and green. Do you think that is worth any money on the um, antique market? I, I'm not an expert in that area, Pearl, so I, we'd have to find but the out. The reason I'm asking is yes. this. Yes, go on. The colours I have are blue, yellow, black, red and green. However... If you look at the, uh, the encyclopedia or other uh, representations of the Olympic rings, which are five in number and yes. five in colour, if yes. you consider that black is a colour, mm. my uh, souvenir tea towel, the colours from left to right are blue, yellow, black, red uh. and green, even though officially the colours from left to right are blue, yellow, black black not being a colour, strictly speaking, green and red. Now, do you understand what I'm saying? Well, you're understanding that there's an anomaly with the official uh, Olympic rings. Is that right? Well, that's what I've been telling you. Thank you. I I think we could take this one (laughs) off air. Okay. Torch. Well, surely we've got an expert on Sunday morning. maybe Saturday morning could call Libby. Uh, So we'll go to the next call. (laughs) You're talking to Torch on Could Have Been's Footy Talkback. Hello. Who's calling, please? Hello. Go yes, go ahead. Oh, uh, yes, is that, uh, is that young Magoo? Yes, it is. Who's calling, please? Oh, you've got a young, young fellow helping you out, too, yes. today. Yes, Who's Identify yourself. Yeah, young Belias. Yes, it is, yes. Right, and uh, young Magoo. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Now, I just want to ring you. Is this Peter, is it? Yes, Peter, help. And calling from? Peter Barrett. Yes. And I'm not very happy. Oh, why not? Well, we can't go to the football. Well, nobody can go to the football at the moment, Well, Peter. I want to go, and I suggest... Um, um, the, the people that are running the show, uh, they need to get young Johnson in. Ah, which which young Johnson is that? Well, uh, there's only one. Ian Johnson. No, 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 no. He was a good man when he ran the MCC. <laughs> yes. No, no, I'm talking about Boris. Oh, now, him. he knows about opening it up. Oh, yes. Get him. young Johnson, and I tell you what, if you've, if you've got concerns about his, his bona fides, that's too big a word for you, young Yes, Biggie. it's Latin too, I think. Yes, well, you keep out of it. Now, listen, he's, he's credentials. He went to Timbertop, young Johnson. Really? I didn't know that. Well, you don't know much, do you? No. I not... sort of expect yes. my man that comes from the docks that brought Melbourne. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, I get young Johnson and he'll open things up. Yes, well, he has in England, Especially yes. in the members. Yeah, oh, yes. That's where they want him. Well, well, they've had a problem with the members, though, Peter. Well, he'll fix it. Get young Johnson in. Okay. Open it up. All right, we'll and we see. Can go what... and see the cats. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Okay, Torch. There yes. you go. There's no. some information. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Timber Boris. Top. Yes. Yeah. Mm. He, he will open it up. He will for good or bad. <laughs> uh, a... I think we we might have time for one more okay. call. Torch. Let's go, Andy. Hello, you're talking to Torch. Hello. Oh yeah, good day. Oh, who's calling, please? Yeah, it's Cole here, mate. Cole. 
And where are you calling from, Cole? Cabramatta. Cabramatta out in Western Sydney. Yeah. You're in lockdown out there, Cole? In what? In lockdown. What do you mean lockdown? You're not allowed to leave home except for four reasons or five reasons? Oh, is that right? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I thought it'd be pretty quiet on the rank. Okay. I was on the rank. Uh, oh, you're a ca- cab driver, are you, Colin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah, I sat outside showgrounds uh, yesterday, six hours, and didn't get a single fare. Really? What's well, this lockdown? Well, lockdown is because there's a, uh, an ep- a pandemic on and uh, people have been told to stay home so they don't catch COVID-19. Oh, they need to get the uh, the vaccine, mate. Well, they do, yes. that's, uh, that's no, a the, very... herb, the herbal vaccine. The herbal yeah, vaccine. Yeah, the herbal vaccine. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, well, the internet. You get it on the internet. I think, I think we need a disclaimer <laughs> there. I don't think it's proven no, that vaccine no, 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 torture, no. but we're in troubling territory. We can't, we can't advertise anything that hasn't been proven or passed by the TGA. Is he gone? I think he's gone, I think he's gone, George. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty quiet for a cab driver up there in Sydney at the moment. It sure would. Yes. Uh, and that's the could have beans for this morning. Uh, it's been wonderful to have your company. Now, the Premier's press conference in Victoria is coming up straight after us. Uh, so if you want to listen to The Lead with Al Nicholson, head over to Digital Radio or the ABC Listen app, AFL Extra. And, uh, yes, it's good morning to Ian Cover. Uh, go Cats tomorrow. Good morning to Billy Baxter. Enjoy your football. Good morning, Simon Whelan. Oh, gee, if we could win today, you never know. The Nuffy's back. Good morning to Torch McGee. Yeah, go the Bloods tomorrow. And it's good morning from me. Go Demons tonight. Top of the table clash against the Dogs. Grandstand. Uh, Let's hope they knock the stuffing out of each other. (laughs) And more Nuffiness. Uh, And we'll see you next week. And uh, we'll see you next week too, Richo. So uh, enjoy your football for the weekend.